0: Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Here's another conversation that I'm having with my son, Dave, about the nature of conversation and its intersection with, or its interflow with, and the practice that we're focusing on in this conversation is leadership. Peter Vale devoted a section of his book and our podcast to leadership as practice. But then there's a whole community of leadership thinkers and consultants who are now seeing leadership as a practice that's emerging from a collective of people. So since I'm going to participate Very soon, in an international conversation about collective leadership called Campfires, I asked Dave to help me identify the role of the individual in a collective interflow of leadership, a practice of leadership. And here's our discussion. And by the way, there's one thing that popped up into my head as I'm doing this that sticks there. I asked him, Dave, how could we identify leadership in the wild, (laughs) meaning not in a formal structure with uh, authority distributed in all the different things that we're very used to, but leadership in the wild and other things. So here is Dave Ferron Jr. and the old guy. folks, Dave and I are back together here. We are studying conversation. Why? Because we feel that much is revealed when we can look deeply into the flow of turns of talk in any particular conversation. But this one is what I just told Dave would be seeking leadership in the wild. And it's promoted by some work that Joe Raylan and others are doing called <clears throat> Leadership as Practice. But they're talking about it emerging in a collective way, in a flurry of words and, and behaviors. And it moves an organization ahead, not just the particular individual member or the standalone individual. Something to that effect. But my concern, and maybe you can help me tease this out, Dave, is that any member of that particular collective at any point in time is hearing other words, saying other words, making gestures. In that moment, is that individual part of the leadership behavior of the organization? Hearing, seeing, saying.
1: Well, I think we need to start breaking down the terms Mm -hmm. for leadership. I mean, it's one of those terms that's taken for granted. But what you're trying to do is um, come up with a fairly radical redefinition. I I was listening to um, one of your earlier podcasts with Peter Bale. I don't have the number in my mind right now, but he was talking about um, leadership as still following the the uh manage, you know the, the the rules of management from you know the 1930s on and never quite getting over the idea of of um, uh, attributes of the person structural um, structural aspects of the organization itself something that you can um either find as qualities of people or and or tease out of the nature of the organization by its um, system of authority, control, power. Um, that was Peter. Okay,
0: Peter, Peter was, uh, like I, taught management and leadership. Peter said, let's look at managerial leadership, and we don't have to talk just about that, but also... Uh, he said that managing itself is that part of the overall picture from his standpoint where people are being encouraged that it's not point and shoot, you do this, you do that as much as in his mind and mine, it was the presence that they had in a flow of conversation where they were listening, seeing where change is going to happen or is happening, and then encouraging people to act on it. So it's it's quite different. And he and Joe Raylan and others, not too many others, find it so easy to point to the senior leaders as the leaders and the rest as followers that so much of their research right up to this moment is done about that individual the influential individual with position, power, and all the rest. What this collective leadership notion is, leadership as practice of an of a entity, not just an individual, is trying to take our eye off of that and put it where there's a chance and a radical chance that we're going to have a better idea of leadership what it really is
1: so it sounds like um i mean when when in our past conversations about an action um it it doesn't work well in the abstract so the if you're talking about distributed leadership in in the sense that we've been talking about we're not talking about anything abstract we're talking about actions of individuals in social groups um sit within situations Mm -hmm. and the situations you're pointing to are ones where there's change or change identified Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so are we we to, to make it less abstract we'd be looking at many moments of many people uh interacting around change is there something characteristic about those interactions where one could say this is leading versus following, or this is persuading versus um, you know, obeying, um, it, which makes me think of the moments of taking things out of implicit practice and into ex- explicit you know, learning or managing where you're, where you're um, turning things that haven't been talked to into conversation doing something about them and coming up with new definitions of, of um, action but all, and also managing social relationships and throughout that process. What is it that's special about leading then when, when you, you start breaking it down into all of those little bits?
0: Wow, that's, that is the question. That is the question. When you see it,
1: <laughs> what does it look
0: like and that's mm-hmm. different than other uh, people uh, in conversation? Uh, first, I, I I like the idea you just put into my head, you led into my head, that leading itself of any sort, even the so-called official types of leadership, traditional leadership, must be conveyed in and through conversation mm-hmm. to, to finally have the uh, impact that's intended. And yes, you can put out an edict. Uh, You can do a lot of things in an abstract way, but it's relating and the building of those social bonds that we've talked about in previous conversations that I think factor in. So let's go back to your question. It's a good one. What do we see when leading is happening? What do you think we see?
1: Yeah, that social bond aspect might be the missing piece that it's fine to say that it's conversation um but that becomes almost trivial because everything in organizations is is that involves people talking is done through talk is and uh, but what we're talking about what what's special about the relationship so if you think about okay leadership relies on power relations and then define power as um, getting some someone to do something they would not otherwise have done on, under their own volition at that moment. Mm. Um, then um, you have both kind of the abstract relationships of what people might take for granted. This person is my manager, I am the employee, um, they have the ability to fire me, therefore I will do as they say. Um, that doesn't really have to go through people's heads. What, once it gets established, like who is, what, is, what is the social relationships of those moments? So, um you know, I had that in the past, unfortunately, I, <clears throat> I don't have it queued up right now, but the, the um, clip I played some podcasts back about just people at a regular business meeting where the, it was just a weekly meeting, and they were talking about the agenda. But the person who was leading the meeting also was um, the the owner of the uh, organization, so she could s- speak as a as sort of the leader of the situation at a variety of levels. One is simply she she says anything you guys want to add, and someone another places, backup tapes, in the microwave. And it's, you know, the, the simple one simple layer of leadership is this, this person, the, the, uh, the person uh, working on the meeting agenda at that moment, has leadership and being able to say, okay, everyone there should take for granted that my question about anything to add is about the agenda, and if you want to talk about something in this meeting, bring it up now, put it on the agenda. But then um, you could start looking at well what's what's more about that relationship? Well, this is one employee and and the boss is running the meeting and they're suggesting things for the to both talk about and to buy for the their office kitchen. Um, so there's different relationships there. Um, to some extent, just having it on the on the um, agenda means later on there'll be a discussion in which there's perhaps some negotiation, perhaps some persuasion, something like that going on. And you can see how that works. Um and uh but much of it relies on implicit things, things that are never brought up. It's just two sentences. Anything you guys want to add? Backup tapes in the microwave. Um you know,
0: you know there's even I've heard that that tape a number of times. This is really big part of your dissertation. But even that, ask, like, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Inviting. Is there anything else you want to ask? Like, don't don't even say it. But
1: I'm a tone of voice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just a tone of voice, a, a little bit of an inflection. Meaning that if that respondent were to say, to herself, I don't care. We need a microwave, so I'm going to risk <laughs> the response. Now, if she right. heard it the first way, it was inviting, and it it just came up out of her mind. She didn't have it written down to to uh, to suggest. It just came in that moment. It felt she felt uh, that she could lead in that moment. To me, the ultimate proof of leadership in this scenario is that they can be opening a microwave oven in a few days and popping their lunches into it. I'm not to make fun of that, but to say, I think that something back to your point, something concrete almost always happens uh, as these uh, moments occur, as relationships are tested, strengthened or weakened, and you're looking for that microwave. And if it's not there in a week, you start thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But that's spitting it out from, from what's an actual situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And to what extent is it, to what extent might we want to really pay more attention to those situations rather than spitting them out into what the future might be. I mean, the people in the scene are doing that. They, are. Um, they might be doing that. They might be dealing with a new policy that's coming down from above and, um, and then talking about it and, and generating different um, definitions of relationships and also experiencing feelings, um, potentially uh, feelings around the solid, regarding the solidarity of the group which could be in the pride family of feelings, or feelings um, about troubles or exclusions of the group, which could be the shame and embarrassment feelings, mm-hmm. and these come up in these moments of leadership. It's probably not this innocuous uh, meeting agenda, but plenty of other meetings and and other moments of where um, leadership might be involved or are going to bring up those emotions. And probably one might say a leader is someone. Who has some intuitive ability to, to uh, manage those emotions in themselves and others, sometimes directly, and sometimes by relying on just the the um institutional mm-hmm. um you know authority and power structures to do that work for them.
0: In in uh in the moment. And I think that this does go yeah. back to very much what Peter Vale would be agreeing with us on this point, which is That as you arrive in a particular moment with others, uh, you're sharing that moment, you're sharing that context, all the the, uh, conditions that thereto pertaining at that moment. I had a conversation the other day with someone named Don De who is in Australia, and his work over the last 20 or so years is similar to ours in this regard. He feels that conversation is the arena for almost all uh, important outcomes. And, and he says, and I'm hopefully I'm being uh, true to him in this, that it's the difficult conversation right. where leadership has to really take hold. And, and I would say, well, what makes it difficult? And he said, the issue. You issue. reach a point what's an issue I is said, you reach a point where you thought what you knew and we're going to do together didn't work. Or it looks like now it's not going to work because something has presented itself in that moment. Right. It's an issue and you do not have instant agreement on a course of action. Right? What's mm-hmm. going on there?
1: Yeah. Well, it kind of gets back to what's, what is the, Stimulus for any act is is a disruption, but it's largely a disruption around what's expected or taken for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, you know, when those expectations collide, the things that aren't spoken have to be spoken, Mm -hmm. have to be brought up. Um, You know that the people at the business table know they're they're having a meeting and talking about the agenda, but all of a sudden, wait this is a talk about who's being laid off because our, our budget's down, Uh, (laughs) you know, so, so, uh, or, or some, or or the agenda could have a little item that says news and the news is
0: (laughs) we're going out of business.
1: (laughs) Actually, this happened, this happened to me and the news and the news was, Oh, my manager is taking another job. Oh. And, oh, <laughs> so Ooh. that was on the agenda, but it became rather a, 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 a focus of, of um, you know, how we had now start thinking of our, our little department um, in the next few months.
0: What were your immediate emotions um, and, and collectively your team when, when that news was divulged?
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah the things felt really disrupted i felt um and i would say the feelings were kind of a nervous anxiety feelings which um some might say are kind of certainly in the social emotion family or within that that context Mm -hmm. um and but there was also some kind of more light-hearted banter or almost laughing or i think i probably made some sort of a Joke of some sort which is also a, a chain um repairing activity yeah you know trying to bring some solidarity to back to the group by by uh, balancing the the negative emotions with with a shared laughter
0: so and that just came to you it was like yeah oh, now let me look in my pad oh i have a joke y- y- exactly you, you were uh, putting. Your thought out there in a joke, sensing in your own discomfiture and that of the group, mm-hmm. just came out. Now, would you call that behavior at that moment, Dave, leading the job? Um,
1: yeah, that's a good question. It may, it would be a sort of, because I might have been the first one to speak up at that mm-hmm. time. Um, So, you know, leading through those few moments of disruption, and then if I or someone else kind of said, well, you know, obviously we'd want to hear, she was going to go on and say more about it, what plans for the transition and things of that sort, but anyone else in the group could help manage the change of that moment by their remarks as well. So sure. we could all sit passively and listen. But I think more than one person kind of spoke up and said, Well, I, I forget now exactly what was said. But I, um, yeah, I think I think that might be an example of kind of co- collectively, collectively working through that that moment of change, and, and and things that just aren't going to work the way we thought they would when we started that meeting, because exactly. there's going to be a big disruption.
0: No, no warning. But mm-hmm. my thought is, as I'm thinking about what you did, is that um, it was an act of caring for the solidarity of the team of the group. You and mm-hmm. you had a, a, a keen a sense enough to uh, see the faces around you. And process them very quickly, and that moment could have gone the other way too. You could lead another way. Mm-hmm. You could have been saying right away, "Oh boy, that's it. We're all yeah. doomed here. You that's betrayed it. us.
1: We uh, had a terrible time. Yeah. Where,
0: where's my resume? I gotta. I've gotta update it. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know. We we build up all this and blah blah blah. blah.
1: Now some yeah. people may even
0: have been thinking that, but we're looking yeah. at observable behavior. And words right. are experienced,
1: they're yes. heard,
0: even recorded, if that happened to be a recorded meeting. So that's right. where we can look and say, if what Dave did, ask this, was what Dave did with that joke, part of the leading to keep the group as a whole and put them in a position to be able to deal with this radical, surprising change? I think so. hmm Um, do you remember if you know without going deep into that moment but it is an interesting moment that you've experienced yeah uh did after that until the meeting was over were there more repairing more um uh we can do this kind of sentiments expressed i think so in their faces
1: i think so i think some people were a little shell-shocked not everyone some people were were new since since she came on five years ago um mm-hmm. others of us have gone through it before and um mm-hmm. it took a long time to to get a manager for our group so we kind of had to have the, her boss be our manager managing it's 60 other people so
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: you know i remember it as a time of of um a rather unproductive year almost that that went by before we got another manager and she had a lot of work to, to do to, to kind of bring things together and and um, get a good solid team going um so yeah i think there's a lot of that but um i would say there was less talk about it at that meeting than there will be at the next meeting
0: yeah and what about (laughs) in the corridor afterwards
1: Hey, all right. Well, the- we are all on Zoom, so these days you sign oh, off right. and you're all that's on your own. own.
0: <laughs> that's right. The, the, the camera goes off. They forget. Exactly. They don't turn it quite off. They don't. And the next mm-hmm. thing you hear, what? I don't know. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Why I ought
1: <laughs> Yeah. So even that's a different situation now. Um, yeah, because we're still true. out of our office. We're going back next week. But um, um, it's like, well, we weren't really even face-to-face. Yeah. So.
0: So even though looking at that, that's a different kind of social inaction in a way, because we're doing it this way as you and I are on Mm -hmm. the screen and you miss the Mm -hmm. fact that afterwards, if you were in the natural setting, (laughs) you would (laughs) have been able to, (laughs) he would walk out or yeah, you'd be going down the hall or over and you'll be talking about how we're going to deal with this. See, in that kind of talking in the hall and walking down, to the cars and talking about how you're going to deal with it. To me, that's an ongoing opportunity for individuals with others to lead in terms Mm -hmm. of the different things that they say,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, all aiming at uh, coping initially uh, with this situation. And then, as you said, you get a chance to reconvene in a more formal way. Mm -hmm. uh, And then really you start digging into What needs to be done, and that's the key word, done.
1: (laughs) Right, right, but it's you know lots of ongoing and and conversations that shift and and change over time and start redefining things that we expected and coming up with new solutions while measured against things that go on as they as they have been. Um. So that is an issue. It is. <laughs> That's yeah. my
0: friend Don De Noon's issue. Mm-hmm. And what you just said about it in this last exchange with me is uh, called organizing be- to behave in a new way. And right. it's, uh, I don't know, maybe some of it's even autopoetic <laughs> in those moments.
1: Yeah. Things break apart and come together in, in a somewhat mm-hmm. different form. You could look at mm-hmm. that over the long time, long-term. Um, like some changes are just gonna be disruptive to a social group, if we're looking at that, so that they can't bring themselves back together. Others, but in most cases, um, you know, the, within an institution that supports this department of the library, we can feel assured that this department of library will go on without, without a manager for some period of time. And there'll be a search and we'll find someone else. And then they'll have to learn how to fit into the institution that they've walked into, but also, you know, bring a few new ideas themselves at which would be kind of a, a form of leadership.
0: Yeah, it is. It's the expected form. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yet, you know, we we cannot, and Peter would say this, we cannot escape the bureaucracies that are, Necessary for large institutions like yours. Uh, And it's a reality. Uh, But I would say that if I were the dean over a big section of teams like yours, I would be counting on the emerging leadership of individuals and collective leadership in the various teams to get through this. Not that you're going to fold your arms and turn off your computers. And right. shut down until you get a manager again. Exactly, you're all, all highly educated professionals, so I doubt yeah. that would happen. But I wonder at a point because I've seen this trend. It's been a long trend that actual middle management cadres in some corporations are essentially being re- erased, and they would simply say, "Okay, you're you're a team. There are five teams. You guys get together, form some kind of a." network of conversation and uh, right we'll move ahead without a without a manager
1: i'm not saying that that's what you
0: should do i'm just saying that for some reason that's Um, very much hey we'll save a lot of money others would argue that we're flattening organizations we're seeing more of an autocracy you know there's a a lot of discussion about you know actually manage manager free (laughs) organizations that That is that happens
1: it happens a lot, and it's usually money-driven organizations. Like this is a academic library. Academic organizations have lots of layers, and and they're a little bit protected from from the corporate notion. But you know, in 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 our particular group, the manager is taking care of all the meetings. With upper level management mostly, and various other things, so that we can actually do our work, and which is one reason I, I'm really not interested in in that kind <laughs> of job myself because I'd, I'd rather work with researchers and do the things that that actually interest me. Yes. But we kind of need that. So if we all had to take yes. turns, that it's it's enough little bits of committees work that we do now. If we all had to take turns like that, just like faculty members, all of a yeah. sudden and there goes a third of all your time.
0: It is no question, and and uh, in the in the a lack of continuity, you see it, your current manager had must have five years of learning how to do that and how mm-hmm. to work those upper level meetings and yeah. the lateral meetings, and yep. uh, and so when moments arise on an agenda or even off agenda that have that issue quality to it, she or he would have more to draw on, or who to mm-hmm. go to. And if you put someone in who's outsider coming in, no network, no understanding yet, uh, there is a setback. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have an interesting moment here, Dave, because we started this focusing on where is leadership in the wild. Mm-hmm. And I think we heard something about that. But we also know leadership in uh, in the, the tamed part of the world where you have mm-hmm. uh, all these Uh, Accoutrements around saying, okay, you're a leader and here's your authority, position power, and all the rest. But see, I feel in order to understand the nature of practice itself, Mm -hmm. we have to look at how an individual asserting her um, instinct to move, if not even an instinct, but even the idea to move with words in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Or other acts that you can observe, that those moments of a, of arising are an aspect of what every practitioner is able to do, and could become more capable of doing it if mm-hmm. it was intentionally developed. That's mm-hmm. sort of what we're getting at. um
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's a, and, and there's probably a lot of subtlety there too. To to the social relationship aspects even things like um you know authority and power um like a, one of them I remember um, my um one of my sociology professors uh Tommaso Shibitani is a real real prominent great social psychology oriented um uh sociologist he said that in sociology there's nothing that is there's almost nothing that really is 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 singularly true about human group life, except the closest he's seen to what's like a natural law is the iron law of oligarchy. Um, Robert Michael's iron law of oligarchy, hmm. which which it states that if you have enough people in any social group, decision making tends to fall to a smaller group of people oh, yeah. and and then and then you almost always get a hierarchy. The more people you add, you almost always get a hierarchy. That hierarchy takes control and, and tends to make decisions that have and you know be, basically become the, the leaders, whether they deserve it or not. Um, and and there's almost no social group that of, of any significant size that fails to do that once you get enough people. And maybe it's moment by moment, you'll have some people taking authority and others, but it seems to be one of those tribal things built into, you know, our, our early ancestors who figured out how to survive as, as groups, Yeah, you know, it wasn't too long. It seems that you would have leaders and, yeah. um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Have and, and,
1: and lots of social relationships built around them. So I think I think those classic notions still apply to what we'd say about leadership yeah. too and you can you know it's, it's important not to forget that um, no, especially actually, these they, days
0: yeah no it's it's very important and
1: yeah. I, and, and they're contested these days too you you get you know the notions of diversity and inclusion and and um you know sharing power from the people who don't have voices and listening to them and actually doing something about it those are all mm-hmm. Very much topics of, of organizations these days.
0: Always swirling around in every in, in almost yeah. any moment. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the people who in become part of that olig, oligarchy. See, I think right. I don't think that necessarily they have entered an organization with the intention to become one of the um, emerging leaders. Uh, right. Maybe. Maybe.
1: I mean, you do have this class of people who just (laughs) go from one leadership position to another.
0: They do, but not not even a position. I mean, okay, I'm going to be one of you guys. I'm going to be serving clients and everything, but they just are drawn to the occasion of being able to help initially. And I hope continually with uh, acts that, cause following which causes change mm-hmm. now, some people say oh there's natural leaders and the rest are natural followers i don't know about that but i'm right. looking at an intention now i'm saying right that anyone anyone can add into their overall practiced behavior the idea of themselves as being influential in given moments mm-hmm. where they can be helpful and where yeah. they can like you did lighten the moment a little bit so people can recover from shock i th- i think in, in in your and this use you for example you say okay i don't want to be the, the inner inter uh level person called manager of my unit I, i'm mm-hmm. that's not that's not me it's not where i be at my best, okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean then you don't have any interest in having those um, words and and deeds come to come to the fore in right in situations. Indeed, you are called a consultant. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the expectation that right. you're going to interact and help improve the situation so that a better outcome can occur is that not right
1: so? yeah yeah so and and that's a kind of a um it seems often the type of leadership that that Peter peterville talks about and where it's a facilitator it's it's bringing right. information that they may not know uh, mm-hmm. bringing people together mm-hmm. ideas together um and and i think you can and having some institutional authority role to do that is is good. Some people just take that role without that ability. Mm-hmm. Some people are are narcissists and just do it for their own self fulfillment of self by by mm-hmm. actions of others that they can mm-hmm. persuade at the expense
0: of others. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah. But some there are um, occasionally healthy people at upper level management who who can. Um, be be more of those facilitating roles, and and I think leadership training is finally focusing on those traits as well. I hope.
0: <laughs> I, I I I have had a number of very hopeful conversations now with people in the field of developing uh, organization change consultants, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I've heard a lot some of that talk, and I'll be involved in some more of it in early September. Uh, in that in that uh, campfire uh, episode that I'll be part of, and uh, there I I think there's a uh, we've been hit so hard uh, by the all the changes uh, pertaining to the pandemic and still are being mm-hmm. hit that at mm-hmm. least now uncertainty is a fully shared <laughs> experience top yeah. to bottom, top to bottom yeah. and and so yeah
1: that can be. Yeah, in a way.
0: So it, it could be it's like saying okay we're all uncertain
1: so yeah we've done we can't, you know uh, you know a what big do you list do? of unimaginable things over the last year yeah. mm-hmm.
0: unmanageable uh, by virtue of any routine that had normally been applied any methodology any of the other things that uh, are, are in the book you know the handbook if you will of how to how to be part of this organization and make yeah. things work I think those are the moments when, you know, the heroes sometimes emerge, you know, in the best yeah. sense of hero. Yep.
1: Yeah. And also the the villains in some ways, because, you know, there's plenty of people out there who say, well, this is all, you know, the government response was all mm. planned to begin with, or it's way yeah. over, is too much. And they're using it to steal this money or pass, pass yeah. these proponent yeah. things. So, but suspicion. but, sure. yeah, but then these leaders are somehow under the illusion that they can control things and they and they can't.
0: And it washes back the other way. So it's a yeah. constant uh, interplay. Uh, I, in conclusion, because I'm watching the clock here, at th- this moment, I, I ask at the beginning, how do we know that leading has happened in the wild, which in this case is the huge amount of uncertainty? And you, I think, said, well, you have to see it. You have mm-hmm. to observe it. And as close to that very moment that you're observing. So you can get the sense of context and situation mm-hmm. and who's in the room, if you will.
1: Yeah. And, and if you've and, captured the history of those moments, you look back at it and say, who did what, when, And there's a how was it done? And, and yeah. is there a new definition of situations at, at the end? Um yeah, and was it by chance, or was it by people voicing um, some new ideas or in new new social relationships?
0: Voicing them, yeah, drawing each other uh, together in by mm-hmm. virtue of what they said, how they said it, mm-hmm. and then the observable, ultimate observable, would be actual organization change that you can see. You know, yeah, and that sustains
1: itself going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A microwave oven in the kitchen, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I I uh, I've really enjoyed this. Um, I have more thoughts, and so we'll be doing this another time to give you uh, a heads up uh, because you you really have. I don't know how you get to be so smart, but you are, <laughs> and I really appreciate your insights, Dave.
1: Well, I've always enjoyed these conversations, and. When we listen to them again, they seem coherent. So I guess we're getting somewhere. (laughs) That
0: is the test, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you again.
1: All right. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcast, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to anactionresearch.com slash dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to anactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.